You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network, and we've got a doozy of a show tonight. I'm Anthony Cazenza, joined by John Cherry. You know, John, do you know why it's a big show? Uh, it's a big show for a lot of reasons, but why don't you tell me, Anthony? Well, I mean, of course, it's be, everybody's going to be tuning in because we're unveiling our first mock draft for the Bengals tonight. That's got to be the, the big reason why, right? Not at all. It's because... The one and only Mr. Orlando Brown Jr. is going to be joining us here. We're going to pop, pop him on here in just a little bit. We're going to do something a little different for folks, though. Um, he's been doing a lot of different charitable endeavors uh, with his previous teams and whatnot. So what we're going to do, he's, he's kind of trying to identify as he gets his bearings with being in the city of Cincinnati as a new free agent acquisition. Um, he's going to be kind of doing a lot of different things to reach out to, to charitable organizations and whatnot. So if you are so inclined and you want to leave us a super chat, or if you want to hit us up on Venmo, we left those in the live chats for you. Send over a little something. We'll hang on to it. Once he and his representation identifies something that they are passionate about within the city of Cincinnati, we are going to toss over that donation, add a little funds for, on our behalf as well. But enough from me. Let's bring on the big guy. The man, the myth, the legend, Orlando Brown Jr., Bengals' newest offensive lineman, arguably the biggest acquisition they have made, both figuratively and literally. Orlando, how are you, my man? Thanks for making time to be on the show. Up, oh, up. Oh. Do we have? Can you hear him, John? Uh, I cannot hear him. No, unfortunately. Let's check the mic here. We had you here earlier. Let's see. Let's see if we can. I uh, can't hear him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hmm. Let's see. This is not the silent count. Unfortunately. No, this is not. the. He's here. He's here. He's going to come <laughs> back in. He's here. All right. Well, we'll get him. We'll get him back in here in just a second. But yeah, excited to have him here. Well, gosh, we heard him right when we were getting started with everything there. I don't know what happened there, but um we'll, we'll get him back on in just a second here let's see if we got right, him back there, on there we go all right, now we all right. yes yes okay, cool. I yes can hear you guys too yes good to have you <laughs> all right welcome yes. well take take two welcome good to see right. you appreciate and good to <laughs> hey good man, to I'm be here. I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys for having me on thank you well i was gonna say i mean we're doing well because you are here but you gotta be doing <laughs> really really well based on everything that's happened to big you time. here 
Um, I mean, how stoked are you to be here with it, with the Cincinnati Bengals first and foremost? And I, I guess, you know, we're, we're, we'll respect the process that is the contract negotiation and leave some of that uh, to, to the two parties there. But I mean, how surprised were you that the Bengals were kind of in the fray there late, yeah. uh, you know, kind of as a couple of days went on and, you know, uh, they, they may have not been on the forefront of your mind, I guess, in this process, right? Yeah, no, man. I mean, it was super interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, how everything kind of unfolded. Um, man, I mean, I, I couldn't have been – I couldn't be more fortunate, though, and more blessed to be able to fall into a situation like this in free agency. Um, I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, obviously, I've been on the other side of things for some time, so I've seen it grow, you know what I mean, from afar, and I've seen it, you know what I mean, coming in the league at 2018 to now, uh, you know, how far that franchise has came you know, since then. So, um, man, I mean, it, you know, obviously when I, when opportunity struck, it was, it was clear that this was a place I really wanted to be. So, yeah, I mean, this has been, I believe your longest season of your career with a 17 game schedule and then going all the way to the Super Bowl, of oh, course, yeah. you know, definitely winning the Super Bowl for sure. So yeah. how, how has this off season been like, obviously ending in the middle of February, then entering free agency for the first time is, has this first month just been kind of chaotic in ways that you didn't, didn't expect? Oh man, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I mean, just like from, I mean, it just seemed it seemed like the longest, shortest season ever. Uh, with all the games, leading into free agency. Obviously, the Super Bowl is the last game during the season, so I'm playing all the way through February. Um, I mean, it was crazy, man. Just the timeline of how everything kind of played out. Um, I mean, it's it's it's. I haven't really necessarily had the break that I'm used to, but uh, I'm very happy about that. Believe it or not. Talking with Orlando Brown Jr., the newest and biggest acquisition by the Cincinnati Bengals this spring, and will quite possibly ever on the open free agent market. So stoked to be having him on the program and chatting with us. Uh, I, I got to ask you because. Obviously, now there's there's a lot of rivalries within the AFC North. You're very familiar with one of those as it is being a former. <laughs> yeah. But and I mean, let me let me tell you, this Chiefs Bengals thing just hit like new levels the last two years because both teams yeah. have been so freaking good. Right. So yeah. I, I got to ask you, being in that Chiefs locker room, particularly this last year with a lot of salt coming from both sides. Yeah. I mean, how, what, take us a little bit behind the curtain there a little bit. I mean, as, yeah. as the year wore on, you got the burrow head stuff, you know, the Bengals yeah. had those three wins in a row. I mean, what was that just like, Oh, was that starting to get like inner division rival type of type of yeah, rivalry? Def- yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. Definitely. I, I would, I would like to say I, I somewhat joined the dark side. You could say coming from <laughs> like that, looking from that perspective, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel like, man, these games between Cincinnati and Kansas city have been big for the last two years, just because of kind of what's at stake, you know, for, uh, obviously, uh, playoff contention spots, um, AFC, you know, championship. Um, it, it's, you know, the, obviously the, the narrative between Burrow and Mahomes, um, you know, it's, it's like, it's kind of, you know, it's a lot that kind of goes on into it. And, you know, it's a game that's kind of been created, I feel like, mostly based off of playoff contention and who's going to make it to the Super Bowl, obviously being in the AFC Championship against each other the last few years. But, um, I mean, man, Coach Reed does a really good job of not making any game bigger than what it is. And he never once, you know, took it there. But it's kind of understood as a player 
when you're lining up to play against the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, it's going to be a dog fight. You know, it's going to be a close game. And I mean, man, it's it's every time that I've played the Bengals as a chief, it felt like a playoff like atmosphere. So to take me through these past two years regarding like these matchups with the Bengals, because you, you play them a handful of times, obviously, with the Ravens, and then you go yeah. in to 2021, you play them twice, and obviously you, you probably have some notes that you give to your teammates about, okay, this is what I saw these past couple of years. How did those notes and just your thoughts on the Bengals' defense kind of evolve in the four, three or four meetings that you played against them in the past two years? Yeah, I mean, their scheme. I mean, their scheme is crazy, man. Just, uh, you know, the different variety of coverages that they'll throw at you. Um, I mean, the the type of guys that, you know, you're having to set against. Um, linebacker core is really good. Everybody played, uh, seems like a really key role in their execution. And I mean, not often do you necessarily go against a defense where it's like, man, it's not it's not many weaknesses, you know, in this defense, if, if any at all. And um, man, to me, that's something that really stuck out because of the way that they ran their coverages, what they showed, what they didn't bring. Um, you know, it was somewhat simple, simple, uh, their approach, but man, it was so effective. And, um, those first few battles, uh, I think back to, uh, last year, um, I, I, I missed, that was the only game I missed in my career, but, uh, I missed that, that Cincinnati game. Obviously I was still suited up for it, but, uh, that was a hard fought game, uh, in the trenches, man, both sides of the ball. Uh, kind of came down to short yardage and, and some of those things, some of the, some of those big plays Joe was able to make in the past game, um, as well as the AFC Championship, kind of similar. You know, we get off to a hot start. Uh, they come down rolling. They stop us on a two-point conversion. They come out rolling the second half. And, I mean, man, it just was a – it was a competitive dogfight all the way through. And it's a team that, you know – when you're lining up against them, you can feel that this guy across from you is battle tested. You know what I mean? I can tell that, you know, this guy's playing with a chip on his shoulder that, you know, not only is this game important, but the respect. And um, man, I feel like that's something that um, the Bengals like present, you know, that type of aura. Talking with Orlando Brown, junior newest Bengals offensive lineman, left tackle for the team. And you talked a little bit of scheme about the Bengals defense there, Orlando. Uh, on the flip side there, um, what what about this Bengals blocking scheme? Frank Pollock, what he brings as an offensive line coach. He always has been harping these last couple of years about wanting glass eaters. Obviously, you are one of his dudes, you know, that he wants up there and, and protecting Joe Burrow. So, uh, I mean, what, what's got you psyched so far right now as you go into yeah. the Bengals and the system that they run on offense? Yeah, man, just, you know, it's, it's a different system somewhat, but uh, I think it really gives me the best opportunity to display uh, my true ability. Um, in pass pro, uh, the opportunity to block one-on-one uh, for a guy like Joe who, uh, you know what I mean, who's who's so talented, who's, who's special, um, you know, that in itself with the with the great receivers around the way the system kind of works uh, hand in hand. Um, I look forward to to being able to do that. And then in the run game is going to really give me the opportunity to, you know, displace people um, with the footwork that's required from uh, Coach Pollock and, uh, you know, the system, certain certain plays and, and gap schemes that will run will allow me to, you know, come off the ball more often than not. So I feel like it's a system that really suits my my style of play and my body uh, the most. So, Orlando, you've been here for about a week, but surprisingly, you're not the newest Bengals offensive lineman now. Uh, in yep. that in that day, after you agreed to terms, 
your former teammate, Cody Ford, was in town taking a visit, and then all of a sudden he signed with the Bengals. Did you yeah. know about him taking the visit? And if you did, did you reach out to him about maybe joining the team? Yeah, yeah, man. So it's crazy. Um, you know, he we were texting and talking. That's one of my best friends. We were talking in February, and uh, he was like, man, you know, it'd be crazy to go to Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, I remember telling him, like, man, you know, obviously at the time I don't know how things are going to play out. I was like, yeah, bro, that would be insane. And, um, man, I mean, sure enough, it kind of worked out that way with, you know, him agreeing to terms the following day. Um, but he had texted me once I, you know, my, my deal had went through, like, hey, I'm going to Cincinnati tomorrow. And, man, you know, obviously he loved it. Coaches loved him. Front office loved him. And everything kind of worked out. Well, Orlando, uh, and I'm going to zoom in on you here. Uh, you know, you've got a picture of your father behind you there. Obviously, he yeah. was a beast in his own right. Great player. Um, one of the things, you know, in in getting to know you and speaking kind of with your with representation and whatnot, that, um, you know, there, there's this kind of story that you made uh, a promise to your dad that, you know, not only would you be in the NFL, play, play offensive lineman, be a star that you already are, but yep. that specific role of being a left tackle. Um, yep. ta- talk about that and just kind of, you know, a lot of people that, that play left tackle, it's just because, you know, they, they like the, the notoriety of playing left tackle, but you've got a lot of extra motivation behind playing that specific position and a lot of drive yep. be- behind that. No doubt. Um, you know, man, I, I have a two-year-old son now and, um, you know, I, I'm always talking to, you know, my woman and, and we're always talking back and forth and, uh, you know, about, you know, making sure that he doesn't make the same mistakes we did or he, you know, he's better than us. And, you know, my dad came in this league as a rookie minicamp invitee and, you know, was able to scratch and claw his way to a practice squad and scratch and claw his way to a starting job as a right tackle for 13 years. And, uh, you know, something he always preached to me, which he didn't even want to allow me to play football. He was really big on, you know, hey, you don't have to play this just because I did it. You know, if you play football, it's because you want to play football. And, um, you know, that was something he always harped on me was being, if I were to play it, be better than I am, but also in other areas of life. And uh, so growing up, man, I would, you know, I had a, I was really drawn to the sport uh, early on and he didn't allow me to play till I was in sixth or seventh grade, but um, man, something I, he would always tell me because he knew I was fascinated with it was watch the left tackle. And so I grew up watching uh, Jonathan Ogden, uh, Anthony Munoz film, uh, Tony Baselli film, um, Orlando Pace, uh, Flozo Adams, all of these names I can name off. But uh, I grew up watching that in my household and I would watch those things with my dad. And so um, one of the promises that, you know, he, he one of the things he asked me when I started playing where I, when I called and you know, I'm 13 years old on the phone crying, talking to him, telling him that I want to play ball. One of the first things he says is, well, hey, if this is something you're going to do, uh, you know, you got to play a minimum of 10 years in the NFL and you got to have a Hall of Fame career. And, you know, at the time, you know, as a kid, tears in his eyes, I'm like, yeah, of course, 13 years old, of course, not understanding how hard it was. Uh, my first year of ball, man, I barely even touched the field. But, um, you know, it was, it was kind of those type of conversations and my upbringing and things that he said that really forced me uh, or drew me to the position. And man, I mean, I've played it my whole entire life. You know, he wouldn't allow, he wouldn't allow me to play anything else except for defensive tackle on the offensive line. So uh, I was at, I was at, been at left tackle my whole entire life. Um, you know, I might've took a few snaps there in high school, but man, it's something weird with unbalanced stuff. But, um, 
man, I mean, I, I and then obviously going to Oklahoma, I was strictly a left tackle there. Coming into Baltimore, um, you know, brought me in, drafted me as the right tackle, and uh, it was a learning curve there for me. It was super difficult, but man, I made it work out. Made it, made a Pro Bowl there. We end up having a heck of a season. Lamar uh, had a heck of a season, and then the following year, man, I've started 11 games, I think 10 or 12 games at left tackle. So, um, and I've been there since 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 they moved me over. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it's just long story short, I guess. But it's just really, really the passion that. Um, that was drawn to me from from early on from my father, man, just studying some of the greats. And I know that athletically I've got my flaws. And as a player, I've got my flaws. But personally, on every single level, I don't think it's been able to affect uh, my success. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you touched on it very briefly, and I feel like we need to expand on it a little bit more because people like me and Anthony, we don't understand the difficulty that comes from yeah. going from left tackle to right tackle. Is there like a real world analogy that you can kind of equate to that transition and the difficulty? Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Um, man, it's so many different analogies, and you know, you hear guys talk about throwing a baseball with the opposite hand. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever really been in a real fight, but asking someone to fight in an opposite stance is like, I mean, it's a super uncomfortable feeling from figuring out the timing of your punch, being able to step back on a jab, like whatever it may be, your nervous system, the way you're wired, it's different. And moving from left to right is a lot easier in my opinion than moving from right to left. But um, as a right, moving from the left to the right side, I'm having to change up obviously my initial stance um, you know, there's certain things I do as a right tackle that I don't do as a left because those muscles are a little are a lot more underdeveloped. As a right tackle, I have to have my inside foot pointed more at the defender. As a left tackle, I can have my inside foot pointing inside towards the football. Um, just because of like comfortability. Um, as a left tackle, I, I'm more stronger, I'm more uh, better in pass pro. Um, but as a right tackle, you know, I had to kind of develop the timing and and develop a, a certain different a different type of game, if that makes sense. So I would just compare it to boxing, really uh, someone asking you to fight in a different stance. That's interesting because we've heard I mean, I don't know from from people we respect, but, you know, yeah. goofballs like us, more or less, yeah. that uh, don't have the talent you have. And we yeah. say, you know, it's talking about like wiping with a different hand and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I'm going, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I like that analogy or not, but I mean, whatever. I guess if that's if that's how people want to do it, I, I guess that's yeah. uh, that's that, that'll that'll work. Uh, talking with Orlando Brown Jr. 
great to have him on the program, making some time for us. And I know you gotta, you gotta get to some grub here in a little bit, uh, but we'll, we'll get you out of here in just a second, but we appreciate the time, man. Um, I mean, I, I, my, my co-host talked about it a little bit, um, you know, obviously with, with Cody Ford and stuff. I mean, is there anything to, I mean, you've got Mixon who played at Oklahoma. You had P Ryan on the team, you know, you guys were all teammates and kind of very familiar with each other. Was there anything to, aside from obviously the role and, and contract and everything the Bengals were offering and, and what, how they've been the last couple of years, but was there anything to kind of that, the old college days and or system and or familiarity with the running backs and that sort of thing going into yeah. also the process of signing to, to Cincinnati. Yeah, man, to be honest with you, um, I know it's it's kind of uh, here in Cincinnati, it's, it's graduated a lot, but um, somebody I looked up to my whole entire career who I studied and, and tried to implement my game after was Andrew Whitworth. And um, he had a lot of success in that system and the Rams with coach McVay. And obviously I understand that uh, coach Taylor comes from that. So, um, and it's graduated obviously to a different level in Cincinnati. They've, they've got a different style of play, but they asked the left tackle to do similar things. And uh, to me uh, throughout the process, understanding that um, kind of where Cincinnati was and the way that they uh, call plays and their scheme and all those things, I, I felt like as a left tackle, uh, it gave me it gives me the best opportunity to like truly flourish. And um, that was something that throughout the process, uh, obviously not a lot of teams had to offer. Orlando, if you talk to any Bengals fan, they will pretty soon or pretty quickly bring up the amount of times that Joe Burrow has been sacked. And yeah. you, your quote, zero sacks, put it on a bleeping <laughs> T-shirt. Caught a lot of caught a lot of buzz after the Super Bowl, after that phenomenal Super Bowl performance. What, what, where did that kind of come from, and what kind of inspired you to to make a T-shirt out of it? I guess <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny you say that. Um, man, I just obviously winning the Super Bowl is is one of the craziest, most delightful experiences uh, I've I've had to date outside of my son being born. Um, but man, I mean, I, I was I was just so in the moment. Uh, I remember all week hearing. 1985 Bears pass rush. They're similar to these Eagles fronts. Uh, obviously, we know statistically um, what that defensive line was able to do. So it was, man, it was just so much. Uh, it was so much hype around the game in the trenches. And to be able to win that game, to not give up a single sack, it, it was just, I don't know. It was just, man, the T-shirt part of it just kind of came because I had a T-shirt on that says Super Bowl champs. I don't know. It was just like. It just felt right in the moment. Uh, well, hey, put it on a shirt. I love it. I love it. Exactly. Maybe we'll make another one this year as, as uh, undoubtedly with you in the fold, the Bengals will go far again here. Uh, I mean, big question here. Number one, have you been talking with your fellow offensive lineman with the Bengals? Obviously, you've had kind of a quick interaction or a lunch with Joe Burrow. And, of course, the, the real question, yeah. I'm in Southern California, so I, I, yeah. I, I don't have the chili grasp that, that, these, yeah. that the Cincinnatians do. But here you go. Gold star skyline. I don't know. I don't know if we're putting you on the spot there, but uh, I don't know. Interactions with your. Go ahead. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. I hadn't had any chili yet, so yeah, I don't. Okay, I I can't give you a wrong opinion yet. All right. Gold Star is the official Bengals chili, so that's the smart answer here. But the better chili is okay. Skyline. But that, that, but that, that's off the record between you. And yeah, okay, I don't want to beef, so I. I, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't start. And the pun. And the pun. 
<laughs> but but on the on the subject of beef, on the subject of beef, there was a funny story that kind of came up in uh, your opening press conference with the Bengals about how Chad Johnson kind of caught your dad off by surprise before a bang, yeah. uh, before a game in uh, Paul Brown Stadium. If Chad Johnson surprises you behind your back and jumps on you, are you also going to chase him down and try to kill him, or are you gonna maybe warm warm no. embrace him a little bit? <laughs> I'm a I'm a different guy, man. I'm a lot more chill. I'm, it's it's crazy because I was told that story from TJ Hushmanzada when I was in um uh I was training coming out of college. I was training in uh Los Angeles, California, and OC and uh Orange County and uh yeah. TJ just had to be working yeah. with receivers. Yeah, man, and he kinda gave he told because my dad told me the story before when I was younger, uh, you know, obviously, but Man, my dad was one of those funny people that spiced up a lot of stories. So, and, you know, I believed it, but I didn't necessarily know how much truth was behind it. And hearing it from TJ's mouth, man, I was like, oh, wow. And then, obviously, I, I had the opportunity to talk to Chad about it at my uh, my first uh, Pro Bowl um, in 20, 2019, 2020. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, it, it was crazy. But, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, chase, I wouldn't chase him around. <laughs> wouldn't chase him around all right all right well uh hey, hey man um before we get you out of here um you have done a lot yeah. of charitable stuff I, I think i had read about fifty thousand dollars or so given in one solo endeavor to uh diabetes research to i believe a kansas city hospital if i'm not mistaken so um, yeah, i mean just tell us a little bit about you know your passion for that obviously some of that is attached to your father and and his memory there. But uh, again, if we can, you know, rally some funds and get something to something you may be passionate about and identify down the road, we'd love to do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I've, I've done a ton of work with uh, children's mercy hospital out here in Kansas city um, for, uh, for me, I've also done work with a uh, trial net, which is basically the research of diabetes. Um, it, it allows you to kind of get ahead on the antibodies, knowing what's in your body, knowing uh, whether you're capable of, uh, getting becoming a type one diabetic, um, all of those different things. But uh, for me, man, uh, you know, obviously the cause and effect of diabetes hits home for so many different reasons. Um, you know, one being my, my dad passed of uh, ketoacidosis, which is uh, a diabetic coma. Uh, he didn't know that he had diabetes. It was it was just, uh, you know, a mishap in one of those situations where uh, his sugar rose high and, and he went into a diabetic coma. And then uh, second being my brother's been a type one diabetic since he was in fifth grade. So, um, yeah. And then my best friend, Mark Andrews, is a type one diabetic as well, man. So mm. it's just a call, it's just a cause that really hits home. And, uh, you know, I've I've been fortunate to be around a ton of people that, that manage their disease really well. And, uh, man, I, I think it's important that a lot more people educate themselves. And if I can help uh, the next kid that's, you know, looking to be the Mark Andrews or, you know, coming up here in the world, um, if I can help them out, uh, that means the world to me. Well, man, wow. we already got one donation in the chat from Sox, who definitely wants to help out. And if there's anything the Bengals fans are great at, they're great at identifying green causes and helping out. So you will have no issues with that here, my man. That's yeah. awesome. So hit, I love that. Yeah, hit us up when uh, when you know. And a big thanks to you for making the time. Um, and a big thanks to your agent, Michael Portner, as well. That dude has been really, really responsive, really awesome, and, and helping us out. And I appreciate you both setting this up, hanging out with us for a while. I know we are incredibly psyched that you are a Cincinnati Bengal. Looks like you're pretty excited about it too, but uh, man, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Seriously, appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on, man. I, I can't wait to get involved in the community. Hopefully we can do some more work together. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All yeah. right. Thanks, Orlando. Take care, man, and stay healthy. Have a great year. Hopefully we'll, we'll get you back on soon.
Will do. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate y'all, man. Who day? All right. Thanks, Orlando. Enjoy your dinner, buddy. <laughs> to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.